Hey, what's good, y'all? It's your boy, Dale, and this is a brand new episode of Don't Judge a Book. As you all know, the show is a nice visit in my world, and I talk to some of my favorite people about the parallels of balancing their professional lives and every other endeavor that they're involved in while navigating through life in general. Me, I'm a full-time med student and a full-time musician. We're trying to make a more inclusive community of go-getters here at Don't Judge a Book. And by the way, don't forget to check out the EP that actually inspired this show. It's called Don't Judge a Book, and it's out on all streaming platforms. As the show continues, I'm going to be dropping more EPs under the same name. So just take this as like the first volume to an amazing series of music releases and podcast episodes. And right now, I'd like to draw all the attention towards my guest. Uh, Maddie is on here with me right now. Her Instagram handle is madeline.m.zang, and she's a software engineer at Google. Yes, you heard that right. We got a Silicon Valley resident happy to come on the show and bless us all with all types of dope info and possibly some inspiration. Glad to have you on, Maddie. Uh, how you doing? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This is a wonderful opportunity. I'm super happy to be here. Um, yeah, I'm doing fine. Just chilling right now. Just chilling. Okay, okay. I like that. I like that. I like that. So one thing that caught my eye, you know, you've been to 23 countries. That's like, that's crazy. And like, I want to hear all about them, like all of them. So like, let's start off with some of your favorite places, with some of the yeah. uh, favorite places of the 23 you've been to. Um, yeah, for sure. So um, I guess for full disclosure, before I was I went to college, I actually had only been to, I guess, three countries, um, the US, Canada, and China, where my parents are from. So I didn't travel that much um, during college. However, mm. I did get more into traveling. And also, I was lucky enough that I joined some clubs and some stuff during college, which allowed me to travel. And I made some international friends so I could, like, you know, crash at their places in their countries. Um, so yeah, um, I did a lot of traveling, obviously no traveling now, pandemic, hopefully we'll do more traveling once COVID is over, knock on wood. Yeah, um, knock on wood, but, knock on wood. <laughs> yeah, for sure. 2020 is a heck of a year. Um, yeah. But yeah, so in terms of favorite countries, um, at the top of my list um, so far are probably Lithuania, Bulgaria, and Egypt. Ooh, those are some interesting choices. Lithuania, Bulgaria, and uh, you said uh, Egypt? Yeah. Oh, wow, wow, wow. You know, Lithuania, you know, ever since uh, the Ball family, you know, the Lonzo Ball, the Mellow Ball, LeVar Ball, I don't know if you're familiar with them, but it's a little basketball family. They went to Lithuania. That's like the only bit of Lithuania I've ever gotten in my life. I didn't actually think that's just like a, was a dope place to go to. Can you tell me about your experience over there? Um, yeah. Yeah. So I went um, December of last year um, and it's an amazing country. I love the people are so nice. Like I got to stay with like some of my friends there. Um, the nature is beautiful. I went to this place called, I'm, I'm probably butchering the pronunciation, but it's called Trikai. And it's like literally, if you Google it later, you'll see um, it's like castles, like mist. It's amazing. And there's like an island and it's so, so pretty. It looks literally out of like a movie, uh, like a like a fairy tale, basically. So oh, okay. um, there, okay. the food is also excellent. I gained like a kilo while I was there. So, you know, <laughs> food is good. Um, so yeah, okay. I would highly, highly recommend. It's such an amazing place. What, what's it? What's the city? What's the city? So that our listeners, you know, have a place they could at least put put on their list to go to when if they yeah. ever visit Lithuania. For sure, um, Trakai. So that's uh, T R A K A I. Trakai. Okay. Okay. Oh, what's the language over there like Lithuanian? I see. I don't want to say Lithuanianese because I don't even sound right. I can't even say it right. That's not the language. What's like the, oh, what's the language? <laughs> it is Lithuanian. Yeah, I oh, unfortunately oh, do not wow. speak any. I, 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 I was gonna say Lithuanianese or something because I feel mm. like the ease at the end, the suffix, that's gonna be like the language. But I realize mm. like that doesn't actually English is not doesn't have no ease. Anyway, um. <laughs> Don't mind, but uh, what are some of your favorite things to do outside of uh, outside of just you know being a software engineer? I know like there's probably so much cool stuff you get to do be a software engineer. We'll get to that, but like since we're on the topic of traveling, I know you got other activities. You know, I saw that you were doing some. I don't know if that was like a Halloween costume or some cosplay you were doing, but so oh. like that. <laughs> that was that one was just a Halloween costume. Um, long story short, I already had my costume from this year, but obviously, like I wasn't gonna do anything with it. So I got one of my photographer friends and we did like a nice like hike and a socially distanced photo shoot for it. Um, this mm. so That was like actually pretty fun. Like I, I did do my fair share of frat parties last year. 
Um, I actually think I like this better. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I see, I see, I see, I see. So wait, so so how's how how's MIT? Like I've always been told, like MIT was like all like all the brainiacs, all like the geniuses go to. And I didn't know I was in the genius, so I ain't going on MIT. But seems like I'm talking to a genius right here. So the mystery experience at MIT, any any cool things? What you learn from it? Yeah, um, so he's a first off, like not not everyone at MIT is a genius. I am living proof that you don't have to be a genius and go to MIT. <laughs> All right, well, honest. there you go, guys. Not everyone at MIT is a genius, so. <laughs> Fair enough, um, but yeah, like to answer your question, um, I think it was a special place. Like, I think from my perspective, it was the best place, the place most suited to me that I could have gone for college. Um, mm. I think something that really stood out to me about MIT is that, like, unlike what I've heard from some other, like, you know, competitive, quote unquote, prestigious schools, like MIT, I would say is honestly not a very, like, people don't like, you know, compete to be the best to be better than other people at the school. It's a very, very collaborative environment. Um, I can say this like firsthand, um, especially, I guess, for because like 40% of us are computer science. And to be honest, like to be a software engineer, GPA doesn't super matter. So like, it's not like I have to be, you know, get better grades than my fellow like friends to actually get a job. Um, So I've had like so many times when I was like completely stuck on a problem set and I would have friends who would just like drop everything to help me. And that's like something that really stood out to me. And that's something that I'm super grateful for. I think I haven't met a single person at MIT I disliked. I think everyone there is really humble like pretty smart too um, and just like really willing to like go out of your their way to help you and that's like something that I am super super grateful for. You're trying to get like that alumni table like you just got the table to yourself at the alumni meeting because <laughs> you you gave them like the biggest promo, <laughs> promo drop. <laughs> I, I already graduated and I feel like going to MIT. That's crazy. Right, well, that's, that's, that's dope. That's dope. That's dope. Well I mean you know, you know, you don't really think too much about like the big schools too, but like, you know, there is a, a, a form of kind of camaraderie, uh, camaraderie, sorry, when it comes to like students out there, because, you know, you can get to that type of level, and especially in that type of school. I already know the the schoolwork isn't like the same as like another average, like public university, just because of the expectations and the um, the reputation they have as a school, right? Was it, did you feel like other people in other schools that were doing your major kind of were like not really, uh, uh what's 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 how it how can i say it like they weren't like really taking on like the type of material and content like they were trying to drive through you at mit like they weren't really getting that did you ever feel that way or it's kind of the same Um, i I think i mean to be honest like i i feel that yes mit does have a pretty good curriculum especially when it comes to for example computer science and the rest of the engineering fields um but i i do think that like I, i do feel that no matter which school you go to it's kind of like what you make of the school like rather than mm. uh, what the school makes of you so by that I mean you can be like you can be a go-getter go to like not MIT or like a, another school and still do like better than someone who went to MIT so I guess what I'm trying to say is that I think I was lucky enough that I think the curriculum at MIT is excellent but I do think that it is possible for sure to succeed in a different school with different curriculum and that every school has pros and cons okay okay look at that look at that so it doesn't matter it doesn't matter everybody it doesn't matter the school you go to it matters the will you take to the school because you see that will that's what you're going to use to actually make the best out of the school as maddie said so that's 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 true i, I understand that for sure what, what's something you feel like people misunderstand about you um hmm that's a hard question um i feel like yeah yeah um, yeah I was like trying to think about that earlier but I think the thing is that I think the way I guess I appear to like recruiters and to like you know my LinkedIn I appear very put together and I appear like I know what I'm doing um but to be honest like I have no idea what I'm doing I don't really know what I want to do with my life there's like so many things I like procrastinate I watch like literally i spend most of my time watching cat videos on reddit like i'm not your (laughs) definition of a put together person but i think that like i'm able you know kind of like fake it till you make it convince you know the professional world that i am a human that knows how to do things and i think that's like i wouldn't say it's a bad misunderstanding but that's like definitely something that i portray versus who i really am (laughs) Mm, okay okay i mean you gotta gig at google so i mean like i I know with google i know with like with the opportunities there i know like um 
um, with what you're saying too, like once you figure out what you're really trying to do, like that's a, that's a huge uh, thing to put on your resume or just something that you, you could have that is going to help you, you know, propel yourself in the future. Cause that's, that's, you know, that's pretty impressive. Not a lot of everybody, a lot of people dream about, you know, working in Silicon Valley, you know, it's just so good. It's not that many to actually get that opportunity. So that's really dope. That's really dope. Um, but um, in, in terms of that, then like, what do you feel like, what do you perceive um, as your biggest shortcoming? Like, and when I say shortcomings, like, obviously maybe things that you've gone over, like, you know, you've, you've already like beat them, but like something that you like, remember, like, man, this was something that I was like dealing with and it really like prevented me from like seeing like um, the bigger picture. Obviously, like you say, you know, you, you like, you on the same boat as I am, you know, you haven't really figured out anything, but pretty sure you figured out some important things to get to where you are now. Yeah, for sure. Um, So yeah, I think one of the biggest things that I struggle with earlier and I think I still struggle with now, but I've gotten better at it is kind of having, I guess, self-confidence and kind of trying to overcome, um, I guess, imposter syndrome for Mm. a better word for it. Um, So for for our viewers who are not familiar, imposter syndrome is basically the feeling you have of being inadequate, that you like got to where you are because you just like faked your way there that like you don't like you don't belong kind of. Mm. Um, And I definitely really, really, really felt that to my bones like when I started. Um, in college and I think that's one of the things that I really wish I I guess looking back I would have changed Um, for example when I was applying to jobs freshman year um, I applied really late because like I felt that I didn't have the qualifications I felt that I wouldn't get anywhere in the interview process and that I felt I felt I was very inadequately prepared Um, but then looking back like I realized that that's kind of what everyone felt like in my position I just like you know didn't realize that and I didn't you know, thought to myself, like, like, what's the point of applying if I'm just going to fail, if I'm just going to, like, get rejected? Um, mm. But, yeah, like, now I've gotten rejected so many times, it doesn't phase me anymore. And, um, yeah, yeah. I got sensitized, too. I got desensitized. <laughs> You're like, yeah, we get, I get rejected all the time. So, at this point, it doesn't really affect me in any way. Yeah, yeah. And I think, like, you know, that saying, like, at least in Chinese, like, it's like failure is the mother of success. Like, I definitely feel that so much. Like, you can't ever do anything if you're not feel- afraid to fail. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was actually supposed to go uh, skydiving today. Uh, crazy thing. I was supposed to go skydiving. So I've been dreading this for literally the past two weeks. Right? I'm like thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm gonna, you know, something's gonna fail. The parachute gonna fail. The dude that's on back that's doing the tandem skydiving thing with me is gonna fail. Somebody gonna fail. And, you know, out of luck, you know, not luck, because, you know, there's some people that were actually really, you know, trying to, you know, jump out of a perfectly working airplane. Uh, but, you know, the weather was bad, so they had to cancel everything. And I just kind of thought to myself, I was like, you know, like, you know, I, I feel like I came to this opportunity to, like, face this big fear. But, like, you know, if I was the fact that I was already, you know, thinking about all the worst things that could possibly happen, I was already going to psych myself out of not doing it. And let's say, like, I ended up doing it and, like, you know, enjoying it and appreciating it, you know, you know, I would have realized that, like, uh, that fear and that um, that doubting myself thing would have uh, would have definitely affected, like, the way I would perceive that. So even though I didn't get to go on it, you know, it's nice to hear what you're saying and, like, reflect on that because that's, that's... Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Do you, do you think you will go skydiving later once the weather is better? Ah, uh, yeah! So, like, uh, <laughs> they didn't said that, like... <laughs> They were asking us, they were like, they're like, yo, so you want to get your money back? You want to reschedule? So, like, it's, I was like one out of 12 people. So, like, the other level were like, reschedule. We going to be here. And in my head, I'm like, why y'all so, like, adamant about <laughs> jumping out of a plane? <laughs> peer pressure. Know. It's peer pressure. But I was like, you know, I was like, yeah, you know, because I didn't want to, you know, sound like the soft one, you know. Yeah, exactly. Peer pressure. So, I'm like, eh, it's whatever. I was like, I- I'm going to jump out of the plane with y'all in another day. But uh, hopefully, hopefully the weather's bad that day too. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully the weather's bad. <laughs> have you been skydiving? I have not. I I've always wanted to, um, but maybe someday. Um, so I guess fun fact: um, we have something called Senior Week, which obviously was supposed to happen but got canceled. And during Senior Week, basically you can do all sorts of activities, from like parachuting, I think, to skydiving, to like paint night, to like stuff like that. So. I was going to try to put down skydiving, um, but yeah, mm. unfortunately got canceled. So hopefully I'll get some the opportunity some someday. <laughs> I oh, yeah. am like, honestly, such an adrenaline junkie. So that seems like it fit very much up my alley. 
Yeah, see, I'm not. See, I'm not an adrenaline junkie with that. So you probably must like roller coasters and stuff like that too, right? Yeah, I love roller coasters. Ooh man, ooh yeah. I went to roller coaster when I was like eight years old uh, with my with my with my big cousin, and I just remember grabbing her arm the whole time. <laughs> oh. I didn't even open my eyes to see. My stomach was dropping, so I just had this like irrational fear of heights. So I felt like maybe jumping out of a plane was like the next best step to like defeat oh. that. I see. I mean, to be fair to you, like, I think heights isn't necessarily an irrational fear. Like, again, if you're high enough and you fall, you will die. It's just like, if if you are skydiving with professionals, you'll be, you'll be probably fine. Yeah, see, I like how you said probably. Anyway. (laughs) To prevent myself from liability if anything does happen to you. Yeah, like the waiver, I'm telling you, the waiver was crazy. Like, um, I'm literally signing the waiver. Literally every line is, look, if you die, it's it's not our fault. If you die, it's not our fault. If you die in the plane, it's not our fault. If you die on the walk to the plane, it's not our fault. If you die before you even jump off, it's not our fault. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like all right, so it's, now I'm thinking about all the all the many ways to die before I even actually jump off the plane. Y'all already scared me enough. that that is crazy but um let me ask let's get back to the interview what let me ask you something um since i asked you about your shortcomings what's the best compliment you've ever received you know and who gave you that compliment you can remember yeah um so i think the best compliment i've ever had was actually from my biggest supporter my mom um and this was when i was in high school um so the compliment that she gave me or she told me like i know like maddie or madeline I think I went, I went by Madeline then, long story. Um, yeah. It was like, oh, I know you're not like, you know, the smartest, the most gifted, the most talented person in the world. But I do know that you have a lot of strength, and a lot of perseverance. And I think that if you put your mind to anything, you can do it. And that was such a great compliment and a mood, like an ego booster to me. Because um, I think, in my opinion, I think hard work always and often, very, very often trumps like natural talent. If, if you want something hard enough that you'll work for it so it meant a lot that my mom really believed in me and believed that if I like just thought of anything I could manifest that oh yeah oh yeah that's 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 amazing yeah hard work always trumps you know so like you definitely if you definitely get that if you definitely have that hard work and still that's 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 real big I'm so I'm you're you're you're, uh, you're Chinese I'm guessing right because I know you said something about that earlier too you said from where your parents are from yes China. okay 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 yeah parents are but, from yeah, China you know, you're picking out the proverbs and you like you know you you saying all these things about like willpower and strength and I know that's like really big in Chinese philosophy so that's real dope that's real dope so uh yeah, so when it comes to um, even, like, your relationship with your mom, too, like, it, it, and, and, like, the value that, you know, she told you, uh, or the, just that encouragement that she gave you that, like, helped you in the future, like, do you, uh, do you like, mentor other people? Like, do you share that with also the other, uh, like, other people coming, coming after you or kind of just keep all the jewels to yourself? <laughs> um, oh, yeah, for sure. So I've been trying to kind of branch out into mentoring recently. Um, so, for example, and, and I guess in, in college as well, um, not necessarily specific to, I guess, like to to figure, to telling people how to do work right. But I liked teaching people things. So, for example, mm-hmm. I helped run a um, SAT prep program. I also mentored. Um, I went to Mexico for a week where I worked with other students of MIT and some students who went to the technical universities in Mexico to mentor um, middle schooler and high schooler girls on how to code. Um, I've also helped teach for a program at Boston, which also like it was MIT girls helping to teach um, girls from underserved communities around Boston code as well. Um, So teaching and mentorship is something that I am very interested in and have been passionate for a while. Um, Now I'm currently part of a program where um, I have like a call with a couple of girls like a month and I kind of just like it's kind of a free-for-all basically they can just ask me anything about life about like work about like you know what Google's like about what MIT was like just like anything that they want um, so I think that's really rewarding not to, obviously not just for the girls not just for my mentees but also for myself because I think that teaching stuff kind of allows you to like kind of learn more about yourself uh-huh. in a way you for know for sure for sure for sure it gives you kind of that uh gives you kind of that uh, ability to see yourself as someone that was able to actually utilize the information you're given, you know, you, you kind of like, you're trying to see like, did I, am I actually practicing what I'm preaching? Am I just regurgitating words? And, you know, you get to know yourself 
a lot better for sure for sure i i've been i've been really into mentoring too um i used to mentor um um actually a really really close person um to me um it was uh he had asperger's and at that time you know when i was mentoring him um he taught me a lot about patience and you know just a lot about uh, looking at life in a, in a in a different way you know just not looking taking you, you take a lot of things serious and you realize like in the grand scheme of things like it's really not that important and a lot of people aren't dealing with the same issues you're, you're dealing with they're actually dealing with issues that you take for granted so you know that was a big thing he taught me so yeah mentorship is mentorship, mentorship is huge um if i were to ask you yeah if i were to ask you uh if you could turn back to the time and talk to your 18 year old self like what what would you tell her um oh gosh so many mistakes <laughs> I think for starters like kind of back to what I was saying previously about like my biggest failure like I would tell myself not to be afraid to try to at least like try for things like go for things mm-hmm. um also probably lecture a bit about time management mm-hmm. I think 18 year old me I'm, I'm still kind of lazy but 18 year old me was very very lazy <laughs> and really like keep track of you know deadlines and stuff so I would tell her you know you know, use, use Asana, use Google Calendar, put things in your calendar, make sure you go to them. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think I would also tell her um, that it doesn't really matter what other people think of you. Because um, back then and, and still now, I think I will well, allow other people's perception of me to really kind of sometimes influence my thinking. And I think that's not healthy. So just tell her, like, it doesn't matter what other people think. Just do what you think is best for yourself and do what you think is right. That, that, that's 100%, 100%, 100%. You tell your tell your eighteen year old self to like you know to get some fuck to, and get some I'm about to curse get some guts and just like actually you know like, you know live up to the expectation that you have of her. So that's 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 real good. That's real good. I used to, I used to get like a different like you know array of answers when I when I get asked that question. You know, one dude told me he would tell his eighteen year old self to shave earlier, and I was like, that's. I you know I take you know, I take these my fake podcast voices. Oh my, that's amazing! I'm so dope. Like, yeah. But we're not releasing that episode because I was like, that's a that's a dumb answer. But anyway, <laughs> the, next, the next one is uh, uh, if you could have a dinner dinner with like any three people, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Huh. Um. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I feel like. No, 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 yeah. no, no. Go, go. I don't. I don't want. I don't want to cut your line of thinking. What are you, what are you gonna say? Okay. Um, yeah, I think the first person I would want to have dinner with is probably Marie Curie. Um, because, you know, as a woman in science, I really, really look up to her. And I think she could teach me a lot. And I honestly super admire her. She's one of my heroes. Oh, what's um, her name again? I think the oh, Marie Curie. Marie Curie. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's definitely the first person. Um, I think the second... <laughs> Ah, like okay, I'm I'm a bit torn because I want to see my parents, but then they make two and threes, and then there's no one else. But like honestly, if, if you wanted me to ask for real, like I would choose my parents for two and three because, um, yeah, like I think I touched upon this before, but they're they're wonderful parents. Um, I know you know you mentioned Asian culture. There's definitely a stereotype of, um, you know, Asian culture tiger parenting, but I can say that my parents were literally the opposite of that. Like they just let me do whatever I wanted, they, and they would always support me no matter what I did. Um, so mm. I am honestly super grateful. I think they really made me who I am today, and they are the reason why I think I'm pretty well adjusted, yeah, okay. <laughs> and why I am able to do so many things. So, yeah, I, I mean, I guess my parents, if you're listening, to this, thank you so much for everything. I, I love you guys, and you oh. would definitely be my second, and third people at the table. <laughs> this is this is awesome. This is awesome. Okay, so you got Marie Marie Curie. Uh, the the um I don't know if she was the founder of radioactivity, but I knew she had something to do with radioactivity. And you got your two loving parents, which is which just an amazing table. That's an amazing table. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah, I usually I usually have a different answer to like with different people. Usually I get asked, like, what's your three people? So I think the last per like the last interview I t- I said uh, Tupac, Obama and uh Shaft. Um but uh, they said Shaft isn't a real person, so I don't know. I, I, I had to think about something else, but uh, since we're talking on that subject, though, like, who would you say are, like are the most influential? And I already feel like your parents are going to be part, uh, but besides your parents, like, who you feel like are people or yeah. um, that you look up to? You know. Um, sorry, you're breaking up a bit. Um, can you... wait, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yeah. Um. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can hear you. I can hear you perfectly fine. Can you hear me? 
Yeah, sorry. I, uh, I, it cut off the last part of what you said. Can you repeat that again? Sorry. Oh, yeah, no, I was asking, since I was like, since we're on the subject, you know, on the dinner table, the people you would want that are alive. So I'm asking, like, because I know your parents are probably going to be very influential to you. Um, besides your parents, who are some people that have been, um, you know, influenced uh, as an influence to your life and, you know, that have helped you grow as a person overall? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, I'll be obviously parents. I'll say that. Um, and I, I guess also um, as, as a woman in STEM, yeah, definitely Mercury. So um, like you mentioned, she did have stuff to do with radio- radioactivity. Um, she was the first woman to win a Nobel Prize. And she's the first mm. person, I think, and the only woman to win it twice. Um, so and she's a professor in academia, something I really, really admire. So she is one of my role models for sure. So, yeah, I'd say her as another person. Um, Yeah, and um, I guess another person that I really admire, I guess also is a strong, strong Merkel. Um, I am a fan of what she's done for Germany, and I think that she's a very competent leader. Um, So, yeah, those are some of the people that I look up to, for sure. Yeah, I love the fact that, you know, you're um, also with, like, you know, just seeing, you know, strong women and you know um using them as a as a as a source of your inspiration too is important so i want to ask you more about that like um in some and you know i know maybe certain things are private but like if in things that you would like to share like what do you feel are like some of the challenges you face as a woman as a chinese woman a chinese american woman you know just what what are some of the challenges you face yeah, for sure. Um, so I will say that I think the software engineering field in general is like numerically dominated by men. Um, I don't know the specific statistics, but I do know that like, for example, at Google, like I think the it's a bit more evenly split, but there's still more guys and girls, um, which is like obviously not inherently bad, um, obviously, but I think it does create some discrepancies in the workplace. Um, theoretically, mm-hmm. I will say that for me personally, um, I think I am lucky in that because I, you know, came, I, I come from a rather prestigious university. Like, I've never explicitly, you know, had people, like, not take me seriously because of my gender. Um, I think that people usually, for better or for worse, think like, oh, she goes to my teacher, she, she must be smart. <laughs> Again, yeah, like, yeah, see, exactly. Not see, sure that's I'm the not that. I mean. <laughs> not sure I'm that smart, right? So, but, you know, if it works, it works. So. Um, I think I am lucky in that I personally have never experienced this kind of discrimination. Um, But I I have talked to a lot of other, like, you know, fellow women in STEM from other universities and other uh, companies. And I I do know there is a lot of discrimination and a lot of kind of like not taking someone seriously, not listening to their ideas as closely just because they happen, you know, to be a woman. And I think that's really Mm -hmm. unfortunate. Um, yeah, so I guess because of that, I really do try to, um, you know, champion causes that promote more diversity, not just for women, but for, you know, like, diff- like for, for just like diversity in general, um, for opportunities, because I think that I think diversity can only make a company can only make a cause stronger. And that's something I really mm-hmm. agree with. So for example, for Google, um, I have been volunteering for uni- university recruiting events. Um, so, for example, I have um, helped host events for um, universities such as, like, uh, for example, one of the University of Puerto Rico campuses of Mayagas. Um, I helped host an event there. So I think it was wonderful reaching out to um, communities who are historically underrepresented in STEM and trying to get them to learn more about Google, more about software engineering, more about coding. And I think that's a really worthwhile um, endeavor. Yeah, that's that's wow, wow. That's really that's real cool. That's real cool. That's real cool. So like, um, when it comes to even just like what you do in your field too, like, um, is there like is like because I know you you're saying like you're also trying to figure you know how you can you know where you can take your career next. Are there things that you've already started thinking about as like new projects or things that you've been trying to execute? Like, you to share any of those? Like, because I'll be dope to hear about anything you got upcoming that's. It's probably going to change the face of the universe. So you, you, got all this, you got all these strong women as your idols, and you're already a hardworking person. I know you got it in you. So what are some, what are some of the new projects you're working on? Oh, you're too kind. Um, yeah, so I think in terms of the future, um, I 
I'm not exactly sure what I want to do, like I mentioned previously, but I do think that I want to continue doing stuff for healthcare. Um, so for context at Google, I'm in the Google Health product area on one of the consumer teams. So we make um, products um, that help people get access to the healthcare they need. Um, so that's something that speaks to me very personally um, because basically um, when I was at MIT, I did a... Hello? Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Wait, I can't hear you. Oh, hello? All right, I can oh, hear you. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't able to hear you before. Yeah, I was. I started singing to myself. All right, yeah. I, I heard, all right, you got to start Oh, again. sorry. You got to start um, Yeah. <laughs> sorry about that. Um, yeah, so please, please interrupt me if I said this part before. Um, but yeah, basically, um, I know I want to stay in healthcare. So for context, Google, I'm in Google Health, which is part of the part of Google that basically gives um, consumers health-related products, makes it easier for people to get treatment to different illnesses. And that speaks to me very personally um, because when I was an undergrad at MIT, I did a very long research project where I helped build a server that made it easier for patients in rural India to get access to diabetes treatments. And it was really fulfilling and really lovely for me to be able to see this actually these populations and to be able to see the tangible results um so that speaks a lot to me um also like like probably many americans out there many maybe many of your your podcast listeners who knows um i've had personal experiences with the american healthcare system and i I think that it's very convoluted it's like lots of hidden costs everywhere and i think it could definitely be overhauled and you know, I just yes. believe if I can do anything to make at least one person's healthcare journey easier, then that would be worth it for me. So that's, I think, my long-term goal, um, just to kind of continue, whether it be Google, whether it be elsewhere, continue trying to improve healthcare and healthcare access in the U.S. Um, in terms of upcoming projects specifically, um, yeah, I, I guess I don't really have any tangible projects right now. I think I just, I mostly just do, you know, random projects here and there. Um, so, for example, I'm into game development. So, I like like programming stuff for VR, for example. Um, and I just like doing like little mm. web apps here and there, but nothing, nothing super, you know, like super big, just like little things here and there. Yeah, man. I, I, I've still never had a VR headset, so to me, like anything VR is cool because I just the fact that you can make something that's like really a, a panoramic view of like a virtual reality is cool. Yeah. So that no, that's that's real. That's really that's really cool. That's really cool. Um, because I I like I like the health thing. I was like, you out here trying to trying to impress me. You know, I'm I'm also in the health field, so I'm like, okay, I hear you, I hear you. That's cool. That's cool. I'm actually trying to do something like similar to that. My my, my goal really is to uh, uh, do a lot of like uh, free health clinics um, in like um, lower socioeconomic areas just to um, get um, preventive care to um, communities that probably otherwise wouldn't have had it. Um, especially with how coronavirus happened, like it seemed like the communities that were really affected, especially in New York, were um, African American, you know, Hispanic American communities, where like the prevalence of health issues were so high, and just preventive health was just not a big thing in the society. Yeah. So, uh, preventive health in, in those areas, like you said, with how uh, again, I was about to cuss again. I mean, with how messed up <laughs> the health system is in a way, it's like. Um, the doctors do their best, you know, and, and, you know, they try to, you know, keep a relationship with these patients and make sure that they're okay. But, you know, with the insurance, you know, in, in between, you know, the politics behind it, it just, you know, you know, to actually get patient care to the level that it's supposed to be at for the average American citizen, you know, there's definitely certain things that need to be changed. And, you know, you know, just you saying and bringing that up, you know, I just wanted to touch more on that because that's a that's a really important. Thing. Yeah, I agree 100 um, percent. Like, I do agree. Like the doctors and like essential workers and nurses are so, so amazing. It's just unfortunate that, for example, like I can say that I have friends who are afraid to go to the doctors because they don't know like how much it'll cost and how how much like how many like how long they'll need to pay it off for. So that like definitely exactly. speaks a lot to the discrepancy of healthcare depending on how much money you have. And I honestly believe healthcare, you should have the same amount of healthcare no matter how much or how few money, how much or like how less money you make, right? It just 
it should exactly. be. Exactly. It's like it's like it doesn't make any sense. Like someone's like you're more worried about you're more scared of going broke than having cancer and like getting it diagnosed early. Like like just like just things like that. And it's like that's that's that should be like you know like there's certain things that you shouldn't like profit off of um in, to- in its totality and like one of them should be health another should definitely be education you know just like you should po- you're supposed to give people these rights of uh, having these things and having these uh, qualities but yeah i, I can't change the world so i'll just do my do my best we'll just talk about it <laughs> <laughs> if you could, if you could have a billboard um maddie if you could have a billboard with anything on it what would it be huh. and why hmm I mean, and this billboard, this billboard is a billboard to the entire world. Everybody in the world can see this billboard. Um, to be honest, because like, I don't have anything in myself to promote, I probably just wanted to have like a nice message. You know, you you matter. You are amazing. Keep on doing you. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you matter. <laughs> <laughs> don't kill yourself today because you matter. <laughs> yeah, maybe not as morbid, but yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah, but yeah, just like you know, just like the you know the clean. But I thought you're gonna break out like you know like a Chinese proverb. I was like, yo, like you know, like it has one of those because that that that'd be real real. Dope. I unfortunately, well, fun fact about me, uh, when I was little, like I apparently so uh, Chinese was actually my first language. I'm much better at English now, like unfortunately, like I've forgotten a lot of my Chinese. <laughs> but when I was little, like I knew all these like proverbs, all these poems, and I would recite them. My mom would be super proud. And then I apparently forgot them all when I was five, and she was like very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like she does, she forgot the proverbs, but she knows how to ask for food roll ups. So yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, she's she's gotten over it. It's it's been what like eighteen years. I joke. Yeah. Yeah, how about you? What would you put on a billboard? Curious if you could put anything. If I could put something on a billboard, uh, definitely um, ban Kobe Jack cheese. I don't, I, I don't like Kobe Jack cheese, <laughs> and I just feel passionate about putting that on a billboard. Wait, what is Kobe Jack cheese? Is it a particular kind of cheese? Honestly, I'm gonna tell you right now. You want to know what that cheese is? There's some people that like Kobe Jack cheese. Uh, prayers out to them. I don't know what they see in that cheese, but uh, I don't know. It's 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 normal cheese. I mean, they sell it at like almost every deli. Huh. I mean, yeah, you might not like, you may not like, you know, go for it or look for it specifically. But oh man, I, I made a mistake. You know, I was buying a bunch of cheeses one day, and Kobe, you know, just made his way to my cart. So I, you know, I saw Kobe Jack one day. I was making a sandwich, and you know, I saw Kobe, and it reminded me that you know Kobe Bryant. And I was already, you know, I got sad a little bit. I was like, let me eat this cheese. You know, even though it wasn't spelled the same way, it just you know brought back some memory. Uh-huh. So I just put the Kobe Jack on it made the sandwich i made the sandwich perfect it was amazing and literally took one bite and the cheese just ruined everything oh no <laughs> the cheese ruined everything that's awful and yeah I, that i would put that on the billboard like bad kobe jack cheese huh. and that, that's uh yeah you were you were thinking i was gonna say something like life change yeah. like, get good, I mean, get yeah, good grades in you terms know? of stay away from drugs yeah in terms of foods people don't like i guess i don't know if this is a unpopular or popular opinion but like so for context i love fruit in general like i can literally if you give me like a full watermelon i can eat it all in one sitting um that's for me for most fruits but i can't stand bananas i'm not sure why like i just like one day i guess i was like six or something i ate a banana i thought it was disgusting and i haven't touched like bananas ever since and it was just like really unfortunate because there's so many like smoothies and so much so much like other food that has bananas at a base as a base and I love smoothies, mm-hmm. but I can't eat smoothies with bananas in them. Oh wow! Oh wow! Yeah, you got that childhood trauma. <laughs> I have that with like with like with well, not with fruits. I like I like almost every fruit except watermelon. You don't like watermelon? No. Wow! I love watermelon. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't like watermelon. My friends always, you know, they always got something to say about it, especially my non-black friends. You know, like, you don't like watermelon? I was like, yeah. Why are you questioning it so hard? racism is showing buddy <laughs> he's like nah 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 i'm just asking because you know watermelon is such an amazing fruit and you know i hear you talking about watermelon you're like i can eat a whole watermelon in one sitting man i can't i, I eat one i eat one piece of watermelon i'm like mm, i don't want this anymore i see i mean I teach their own you know yeah. but you like pineapples on your pizza i love pineapples on pizza if you don't like pineapples oh, on yeah. pizza i'm sorry you're wrong <laughs> 
Oh wow! Okay, okay. All right. Well, see, good. I good thing I ain't put that on the billboard. <laughs> so, um, so like, because I know we're, we're towards the end of twenty twenty, and I know with, with the um, with the release of this episode, probably going to be um, near twenty twenty one. What are your um, you know, what are some things you're looking forward to in twenty twenty one? Like expectations you may have. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so I guess this obviously a lot of this depends on how how covid plays out obviously um but if it is safe and responsible to do so i would love to go back to traveling um yeah Mm. Uh, because i I guess for context um i was supposed to have you know a grad trip in the summer um i did do a mini one in the winter which is like when i went to lithuania but the summer one didn't happen so i'd love to make that happen um this is i guess more of a bucket list thing i'm not sure if it can happen in 2021 um but if it wasn't for the pandemic i would actually be um, in Australia right now doing research um, through MIT and um, in conjunction with the government of South Australia and with the University of South Australia. So even though I don't think I will be eligible for this particular research opportunity anytime soon, I am hoping that I will be able to someday go visit Australia and New Zealand as kind of like a social visit just for fun. Um, we'll see if that happens. Talk to me in like five years and ask if that's happened. Um, we'll, see. we'll see. So that in terms of like for fun, that's like something I definitely like to do. Um, also in terms of the job. Um, so for context for the viewers, for the, uh, I guess, podcast listeners, um, I started Google in September. So it actually hasn't been that long. So something I really want to yeah. do in 2021 is continue to ramp up on the team and continue to produce good code and can, well, hopefully get to actually meet my coworkers in real life. Um, since right now, <laughs> I've only been able to vid- video chat them and I've killed a couple of them in Among Us, but hopefully no hard feelings, right? <laughs> 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 yeah and yeah I'm sure don't forget <laughs> yeah for sure, sure you know what what stay what happens in among us stays in among us hopefully um and yeah exactly. also in like conjunction with the 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 work um something i am looking forward to is my team has this thing called like on call which is basically um so we have uh seven engineers on this particular project and we rotate um every week one of the engineers will be on call, which is like they'll be available to try triage like any problems with our code in production. Um, so that happens like, I guess, because there's seven of us, I'll do it like once every seven weeks. Um, right now, I'm currently not on the rotation because I'm too new. But I think my mentor said that once like another month half like goes by, then I'll be able to start getting on this rotation. So I will I'm actually pretty excited to be a part of this on call rotation. <laughs> Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. So you sing yeah, I got a lot of stuff. And I like how you put the traveling game back to that. So let's let's wrap up on that. Like since you only told me about what you told me about Lithuania, Egypt, um, US does really count, China does really count if you're from there. So let's what are some other countries? Get it. let's do all twenty three. Oh my gosh. Go. All twenty three. <laughs> yes. I, I got a pet. I, I keep trying to so Okay. Yeah. Um so okay, like let me try. So yeah, China. So Mexico was for that program where I taught CS. So that was really, really fulfilling. Um, oh, for okay. spring break, freshman year, I didn't go anywhere. So sophomore year, I went to Cuba with some of my friends, um, including one of my friends who actually is Cuban. So that was also really, really fun. Um, I think that, you know, the, the beaches are amazing. The people are so, so warm. I, I think a lot of countries have people who are a lot more welcoming than your average American. No offense to your average American. You all, y'all are lovely. I think it's just like a different culture thing. So I like how you're trying to be so politically correct. On this. <laughs> no, I mean, like, you it's know. Like, it's, like, it's like Americans are crappy. But yeah, I love y'all. Don't, don't, don't take it as offensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I just nah, remember, nah, like, for example, like, some, like my friends and I, we like, like were, you know, after clubbing, we like danced at like 4 a.m in the morning and like some locals joined us and we just like all like you know just danced in the streets for hours and that was that was so fun and it was honestly just really really great and I think that um I mean obviously there's like some you know political tension between like Cubans and between the U.S. as like governments but I think people you know I think that travel is something that reunites people no matter you know what political affiliations their governments may have and I think that's a good thing (laughs) 100%, 100%, 100%. 100%, 100%, 100%. Yeah. So you got you know, Mexico, Cuba, Lithuania, USA. And, oh, yeah, I forgot Egypt, too. Egypt, Egypt was, 
that's, that's cool too. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. So for Egypt, that was actually spring break of uh, junior year. So that one was because like, it was actually really, it was like a, we planned this, we planned to go like half a week before spring break actually happened. So what happened was um, my boyfriend, he, his, so he's actually European and his mother runs a tourism agency. So she loves to travel and it so happened that her and her husband were going to Egypt um, and like, mm-hmm. in, and that happened to coincide with our spring breaks. So I actually met my boyfriend's parents in Egypt for the first time. So that was obviously a bit daunting, <laughs> um, but it was so fun. Um, we stayed in this place called Hergada, which is a seaside resort kind of town. Um, so we like I went I, I did so many like I, I rode a camel for the first time I went snorkeling for the first time um, yeah and I, I saw like uh, coral and like where w- was able to swim among fishes for the first time so definitely oh, wow. really awesome and the weather was amazing and um, I remember like this is like fun, funny story the hotel that we were in it was like it was like basically it was like the uh, obviously you have like the little like uh, rooms but the the grounds of it was mostly like just like water so like there's like a pool like literally if you just step outside our room there's like a pool and then there was like a amusement park with like water nearby and like a private beach so that was really really like you know luxurious I got like you know that, that experience <laughs> I, I usually like for, for the for context I usually stay in like you know your, the cheapest Airbnb the cheapest hostel I can find so this was definitely a new experience <laughs> Right, 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 right. Yeah, and in terms of culture, we also got to see like Hashif's, Hashif's, uh, I cannot pronounce her name, so sorry. (laughs) Hashif's, we also, no, I'm I'm listening. listening. We also did all that. So we we got both like, you know, the beach experience as well as like the culture experience. So that was honestly one of the most fun weekends I had. And and his parents liked me. So that was also good. Like they were super sweet. Hey, yeah, see, you got, you got killed two birds in one stone, but got to Egypt, enjoyed it, and impressed his parents, so that's, that's good, that's good. Yeah, so that's that good. was a good experience. Um, I guess in other countries I've been to, um, one of them that stands out was Monaco, um, so that one. Monaco, yeah, all right, all right. Yeah, so. I forgot yeah. that was a question. That was also, like, a fun, fun story. Um, this was the, the um, summer between college and my senior year of high school so how this happened like I had never to be honest like I, I suck at geography I had never I didn't even know Monaco existed um how, so, <laughs> exactly. sorry I'm like That's literally you're ignorant American so so sorry but what <laughs> happened was um I was super into um this competition called science bowl in high school so it's kind of like a jeopardy style competition um, specific to science questions where like high schoolers compete and like you you buzz you know buzz in with those like those like buttons and you answer questions as fast as you can so I've always wanted to be on one of yeah. those I knew I was gonna lose oh but, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's so, so fun. fun like this is back to me being such an adrenaline junkie like it's 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 honestly it's like a, a very nerdy high I guess lack of yeah. you just you just hit that button just to get the arousal. You didn't even know. Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. okay. Usually, you like, can't you buzz. <laughs> the uh, ideal solution is to buzz like like half a second before you think you know the answer. So you buzz and then you think about the answer for a second and then you answer. That's like the that's the optimal idea. But sometimes I buzz in, I don't know the answer. I'm like, oh, shoot. <laughs> that's my bad. Uh, um, but yeah, so for this competition, um, there's this version of it called Ocean Science Bowl, which is this Jeopardy style science competition just for ocean questions. So I really loved marine biology in high school and I studied that really extensively for this competition. So um, we actually were lucky enough to win nationals um, for this competition. And this year, that year when we were competing, um, the Prince of Monaco was actually sponsoring like one of the sponsors for this competition. So the first place prize was actually like a trip to Monaco like all expenses paid for a week where we got to meet the prince we got to go to like different labs in the in, in monaco and we got to go like watch like a track and field tournament and we got to go like onto onto like into the monaco yacht club and go on one of the yachts so it was a really good experience and yeah monaco is also so beautiful and we got to swim and i remember Ooh. this was when i realized that i had like no tolerance when it comes to salty water because this was the first time I'd swum in an actual like ocean that was salty so I just remember um like 
for, okay also for some reason like i think when i swim my mouth just doesn't like close properly or something like not not just for this experience in general like when i'm in salty water i always you know try to like not swallow salty water not swallow like anything but i always end up like swallowing by accident and then like getting like a sore throat afterwards so that's that's my own yeah yeah that's uh, you just swallowed a bunch of leptospirosis that's a a whole infection you say you got a sore throat so yeah but it was okay i survived i didn't die in monaco it's all good <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. No, no, that, that that sounds so fun. It sounds so fun. Like you just, I really want to start traveling. Like just start seeing the world, man. Just like stop being so like close-minded on things. Like, what other countries am I not? Am I forgetting that exists? Like Monaco, there's probably a Monaco somewhere that I don't even remember. Probably like a yeah. There's probably some other country that I don't know. But well, besides Monaco, like what other countries? Like I mean, is that is like. Well, let's say the not so popularly known because like Monaco, Lithuania is like definitely like some of the ones I would I was not expecting. Okay. Say. Yeah. Um. So I think one of I don't know if it's less popular, but Hungary is one of the other ones that I went to. Yeah, Hungary is definitely pop- definitely less okay, popular. Okay. Yeah, I'll talk about uh, that. <laughs> um. Basically. Oh yeah! Shout out to the Hungarians. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry Hungarians. <laughs> um. So Hungary. Um. My best friend is actually Hungarian. So. Um, basically this, I I went for the first time, um, also junior summer. Um, so basically for that, um, my friend happened to be going to home for like a weekend and then he was like, Oh, like, do you want to come? I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? So like, this is also kind of spur of the moment. And I, I like, and I had an internship then. So like the internship was flexible and allowed me to take like a day off. So I went like literally to Europe, to Hungary, like like thursday night and then flew back for work monday morning so it was a bit crazy um but yeah that was an amazing experience um basically oh sorry okay sorry i went twice so the first the second time that was the three-day thing the first time i went it was actually for a week because it was like after my internship at that time sorry about that so the first time that that was like really really cool because um hungary specifically budapest they have this like music festival called Seaget, which is an annual music festival. Um, I believe it's actually Europe's biggest music festival, one of Europe's biggest music festivals. I think it has like 500,000 people a year. It's, like, which, which country is it? In, in Hungary, hun- yeah. In Hungary? Um, it's called Seaget. Uh-huh, okay. uh, so again, like if you if you want to check it out, it's it's spelled S-Z-I-G-E-T, Seaget. Um, it's named after the yeah, island okay. in, in Hungary that it's held on. Um, so yeah that was actually my first music festival ever and it was also like such a big one Um, so my friend took me there and I had so much fun Um, I just remember like for example uh, well one of my favorite EDM artists is called Kashmir and he was there I didn't actually know that until I saw like the lineup so I I got to I got to listen to literally my favorite EDM artist of all time and I I love EDM like I'm, I'm probably your like basic abg that way you know in terms of yeah i gotta get some edm on the next album then because yeah i don't got no edm on my project i'll be like oh go check out my music (laughs) 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 yeah so that i remember that um also um there were a couple it's like my um acapella group did a couple of sean mendez songs and sean mendez was there so i got to see him live as well and there i remember my actually i think one of my favorite times of that festival was um this like we went to this like tent and they were singing uh they were playing like like old old songs so those were like good throwbacks like i don't know if you heard of like uh dragon seo dente but it's like the the numa numa song it's like my friends and i are obsessed with it so it was a really good throwback <laughs> y'all, y'all obsessed with it I'm, I'm i'm searching the song up right now man i need them to be obsessed with my music too what's the song uh, called? so it's called oh it's, so the actual song is called dragos dragostia dinte which is moldovan for love from the linden trees um i think if you search like numa numa song it's like the song that goes like numa numa a numa 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 a like like and you Numa Numa yeah, song. Yeah, okay. you're going to find it. Yeah, see, it's like, I, see, I think it was... I see the Numa Numa video. It's an intern... It's a, it's a, it's a, it's an internet meme. Yeah, based though. on a... So it says, like, internet meme based on a video made after the song, the song I sang as performed by Ozone. Um, so oh. that, I think, like, basically this entire song, yeah. Oh, is it Maria? Is it Maria? Yeah, Maria that one. That, oh. You know it. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. 
See, the only thing, anytime I hear that, the only, you know the song I think of? The uh, the T.I. song to, and the Rihanna oh. song. <laughs> the, the live your life, hey, hey. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah. Because I didn't know. Yeah, I remember this video. Yeah, the dude, dude, he just, he just starts... He starts going crazy. I don't know if he's having a seizure or he's just really happy. Yeah, but it's a like <laughs> I, I know it's like a very meme song, but I like unironically love this song. It's like it's a problem. Like I, I can sing it. Like I can sing the lyrics which are in like Moldovan. Like I, I can sing them like just by memory. It's a, and it's a it's an actually it's a legitimate love song too, right? Um yeah. So I don't I don't know the lyrics specifically the meaning, but I do know it's a love song. You, and just, you just flex that you know the lyrics. You just said, oh, I know how to sing the lyrics. Like, I don't know what they mean. That's like a lot of different songs, different languages. If I like the song enough, I'll listen to it 24 seven and then I'll know how to like sound out the lyrics, but I might not actually know what any of them mean. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Let, let's, uh, let's wrap this up. So last question. If you could step into my shoes, what would you have asked yourself that I didn't? Hmm. What, what what's what's been a question you're like? Man, I wanted this man to ask me my my question, but he ain't asked me. So I want I want you to tell me now, so I can get get it asked right now. Okay. Uh, sure. I think the first thing that comes to mind might be like what what motivates you, like it, either in terms of job or in terms of other things. Hmm. Okay. You know, that's actually on my list of questions to ask. I think I skipped it. Oh, okay. Perfect. I thought you were going to be like your parents again. Because I was like, you know, I was like, we talk about the inspirations in Marie Curie. But honestly, you tell me. Yeah, this is, this is, that's, a, that's a really good question. Yeah. What, what makes you feel inspired? Like, what motivates you to be your best self? Yeah. So, yeah, like, I, I think I can, I probably can speak for a lot of people when, for the longest time, I didn't really know what motivated me. I just kind of did things because I knew I was supposed to do things. Like, I, I mean, I got good grades. In high school, like I did sports, like did all the things because like I knew I was supposed to. Um, but then mm-hmm. I was actually thinking about this um, recently because, you know, like also in college, like I knew I was, you know, supposed to like, you know, do my homework, like interview for jobs, get jobs, you know, interviews, internships, whatever. Um, but like there's no end goal, I guess. And now like there, sorry, there always was an end goal in college, which is like to get a full time offer at a at a good company. And now that I'm here, like, now there's actually no end goal, right? Because, like, I could, like, do this forever or obviously until I die, whatever. Um, (laughs) Like, I was thinking about motivation. I think for me, this kind of, like, I guess goes back to kind of, like, healthcare and stuff. Like, I I feel like my motivation is just, like, try to do things that will help, like, society or help individual people in some way while still being fun for myself, I guess. So, for example, like, I, I love working in Google Health, not just because um, it's, I think that we're doing good work to help a lot of people and help give people preventative care and help people find, like, save money on insurance and find good treatment. Um, so that's like, mm. o- obviously awesome. But also, like, I, I love working here because, um, like, Google culture is really, like, we really value, like, openness and transparency and, like, good work-life balance. And I, I like, I like even though I've never met my coworkers in real life, they seem like really nice people. We play board games. Um, like there's so many like fun activities. Um, for example, recently, um, our um, product area shipped all of us like cocktail ingredients and alcohol, and we like ha- took a cocktail making class like virtually together, and that was super fun. So, um, yeah, I think like what motivates me is basically trying to find something that I like that makes me happy that also will benefit other people. Mm, mm. that's 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 a real loaded one that's a good one that's a good one you, you really what I, what I really got got from this from this whole interview too and what I really like about um a lot of things you're saying it's like you know you're you're really bent on being alive and really tackling it on that um that thing that you were growing up with you know what you said in the morning like not in the morning and earlier in the interview you're like yeah that this imposter syndrome where you kind of felt like you were just you you, you were doing you got to certain positions in your life and you're kind of like, wait, did I get here or was this just, did I just like walk into it? Do I really deserve this? But like now, you know, with everything, you know, that you talk about, you talk about like, you know, work ethic and just experiencing being alive and just really taking a lot of these experiences and um, um, using them to just motivate you to even go further and help other people and extend your hand. Like that's, that's really inspirational. And um, I'm, I'm so glad that, you know, you were on the show to, talk talk about that um, i hope i really hope that you know a listener 
you know, listens to your story and, you know, also kind of puts on the map all these places that, you know, you've gone to and you know, maybe hopefully they'll get, get to as well. You never know. This episode might, you know, do great for the Lithuania uh, tourism. Yeah, <laughs> go to Lithuania. Uh, might... <laughs> I highly recommend <laughs> Yeah, the twenty is like, oh my, I love Maddie. Maddie did so much wonders for our economy. This is <laughs> this is awesome. No, no, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad to have you on. This is this is this this has been great. So thank you, thank you so much, Maddie. And guys, her uh, her Instagram is Madel. Is it Madeline or Madeline? Oh, either is fine. Madeline is perfect. <laughs> Madeline is perfect. Okay, so it's obviously Madeline. All right, so Madeline, it's M A D E L I N E dot M dot zang z h a n g so you guys check her out on instagram um i know that uh, she has uh, a, a bright bright career ahead of her um, even though she just started at google we know already that you know with the way she's talking she's gonna take over the world one day so you know thank thank i'm thankful to have you on the show maddie and um you've been you've been great so uh that's it for this week's episode guys uh, make sure you follow and subscribe um Either if it's on Spotify or Apple Music, um, just follow and, you know, keep updated on the new episodes. And if you're interested in being on the show, email wajitproductions at gmail.com. It's W-A-D-J-I-T productions at gmail.com. We'd love to have you on. And don't forget to peep that Don't Judge a Book EP. Um, signing off. Maddie, got anything else you'd like to say to the listeners? Uh, no, just thank you again for having me and for listening to me ramble about stuff. Hope that was helpful anyway. Nah, this is yeah, this perfect. was super fun. <laughs> thank you so much. Oh, I'm glad. No problem. No problem. No problem. Have a good night. You too. All right. Peace. Bye.